What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the all-new Disney Plus Informer Podcast, your source for all the latest news, rumors, reviews, and more about Disney Plus and beyond. This is episode 21 for the week of June 12, 2022. I am your host, Justin Eddy, alongside my co-host, Michelle Beck. Hello. Be sure to follow along each and every week as we keep you updated with all the information you need as we cover Disney Plus, Hulu, Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, and so much more. Let's get started. In case you missed it this week, 20th Century Studios has released the trailer for Prey, which is coming to Hulu and Disney Plus internationally this summer. Uh, the Disney Plus release date has also been announced for the I Am Groot animated shorts, and the trailer was released for Strange World, which hits theaters this November. We're going to talk about these stories, let you know what's new on Disney Plus this week, and bring you our top 10 posts for the week in our 10 and 10 News Plus segment, where we fill you in on all the Disney Plus happenings in about 10 minutes. All this and more coming at you next. So welcome, everyone. Uh, let's kick things off with what's new on Disney Plus this week. Uh, some highlights include the first episode of the Disney Plus original series, Miss Marvel. Uh, we've got episode four of the Disney Plus original series, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and the documentary Beyond Infinity, uh, Buzz and the Journey to Lightyear. Episode nine of the Kardashians is now also streaming over on Hulu and internationally on Disney Plus, as well as the second episode of the Orville New Horizons. Uh, on Disney Plus in Canada, Under the Banner of Heaven has started streaming along with Season 3 of Atlanta. Uh, and then uh, later in this episode, we're going to talk about uh, the new Episode 4 of Obi-Wan Kenobi and Episode uh, 1 of Miss Marvel. So uh, up first for our top stories, uh, 20th Century Studios has released the trailer for Prey coming to Hulu and Disney Plus internationally this summer. So what's this about? I have not seen the trailer for that yet. Oh, you got to watch it. Okay, so this is an all-new action thriller it's directed by Dan Trachtenberg. He did The Boys in 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, this is coming to Disney Plus in Canada and United Kingdom on August 5th. It will also start streaming on Hulu in the U.S. on the same day. So set in the Comanche Nation 300 years ago, Prey is the story of a young woman, Naru, a fierce and highly skilled warrior. She has been raised in the shadow of some of the most legendary hunters who roam the Great Plains, so when danger threatens her camp, she sets out to protect her people. The prey she stalks and ultimately confronts turns out to be a highly evolved alien predator with a technically advanced arsenal, resulting in a vicious and terrifying showdown between the two adversaries. Um, this looks thrilling, suspenseful, scary, creepy, you name it. That sounds really good, actually. I'm going to mm -hmm. have to check out that trailer uh, on the website, I assume, right? Yep. Cool. Uh, up next, uh, the Disney Plus release date has been announced for the I Am Groot animated shorts, and I'm a huge fan of Groot. I, I absolutely loved him in the Guardians of the Galaxy, so I'm really looking forward to these. Yeah, so this launches on August 10th. It's a collection of five original shorts starring Baby Groot, everyone's favorite little tree, and will feature several new and unusual characters. So all five shorts will be available for viewers to watch upon launch. There's no guarding the galaxy from the mischievous toddler. So get ready as Baby Groot takes center stage in his very own series, exploring his glory days, growing up, and getting into trouble among the stars. Yes, Vin Diesel is back to voice Groot. And uh, we've got also, they released a poster, so you can take a look at that very, on the website too. Very cool. Really, really looking forward to 
those actually. Uh, finally, we've got a uh, trailer that was released for Strange World, uh, and that's going to hit theaters uh, this November. So we've got lots of trailers this week. Yeah, so this is from Walt Disney Studios. It's going to release in theaters here on November 23rd. Um, in France, it's a little different. You are not going to get a theatrical release. Instead, it's going to head straight to Disney+, Plus. but we don't have a release date for that yet. So you can check out the teaser trailer on our website um, for the all-new feature film Strange World. It has Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, who lends his voice to Searcher Clay, the son of a steadfast explorer. The original action-adventure journeys deep into an uncharted and treacherous land where fantastical creatures await the legendary clades, a family of explorers whose differences threaten to topple their latest and by far most crucial mission. So this is directed by Don Hall. Looks really good. Um, I wasn't, I didn't know too much about this before they released the trailer. Very good. Uh, as a reminder, you can check out all those trailers and all the articles for all the news stories that we're talking about this week on our website, which is the uh, DisneyPlusInformer.com. Uh, and then uh, check that out as uh, all the news breaks. That's where it goes, DisneyPlusInformer.com. Uh, that was pretty short uh, for the main news stories uh, for this week, so let's just go ahead and get right into the news blast, uh, see if we can get that in about the 10 minutes that we promised. Okay, so Disney Plus announced that Sarah Chaudhry and Anders Holm have been cast as Hannah and JJ in the highly anticipated live-action series The Muppets Mayhem. They will jo join the previously announced cast of Lily Singh and Taj Mori. Uh, the comedy series follows the Electric Mayhem Band, Dr. Teeth on vocals and keyboards, Animal on drums, Floyd Pepper on vocals and bass, and Janice on vocals and lead guitar, Zoot on saxophone and Lips on trumpet, on an epic music-filled journey to record their first ever studio album with the help of a driven young music executive, Nora Gibbs, that will be played by Sing. The old-school Muppet band comes face-to-face -face with the current-day music scene as they try to finally go platinum. So Chaudhry was uh, most recently in um, the Benedict... Uh, mysterious benedict society at disney plus and then uh home was on workaholics on comedy central oh, okay I, I used to watch that occasionally it was a good show uh really looking forward to muppets mayhem uh the disney plus original limited series based on uh the santa claus films has wrapped filming production began last march in los angeles on the series and tim allen recently took to twitter to share that shooting had been completed we've got a link to that uh, tweet on our website for this article, uh, the new series was announced back in January with Tim Allen reprising his beloved role of Scott Calvin and Elizabeth Mitchell uh, returning as Carol, a.k.a. Mrs. Claus. Also joining the Santa Claus are, as series regulars are Cal Penn, Tim Allen's uh, real-life daughter Elizabeth Allen Dick, Austin Kane, Rupali Red, Devin Bright, uh, Matilda Lawler, uh, Tim Allen will also executive produce the series, and Allen, of course, starred in all three original films. Mitchell first appeared as Carol in the 20, 2002 film uh, The Santa Claus 2, and also again in 2006 for The Santa Claus 3. Uh, in this series, Scott Calvin is on the brink of his 65th birthday, and realizing that he cannot be Santa forever, he's starting to lose a step in his Santa duties, and more importantly, he's got a family who could benefit from a life in the normal world, especially as two kids who have grown up at the pole. With a lot of elves, children, and family to please, Scott sets out to find a suitable replacement Santa while preparing his family for a new adventure in a life south of the pole. 
I really liked those movies back in the day, so I'm hoping to, uh, I hope that this series is good, and I'll definitely check that out. Hulu has released the trailer for Aftershock, an original documentary from Onyx Collective and ABC News Studios. This is going to premiere July 19th on Hulu. Following the deaths of two young women due to childbirth complications, two bereaved families galvanized activists, birth workers, and physicians to reckon with one of the most pressing American crises today, the U.S. maternal health crisis. Um, so this, you can view the trailer up on our website, and then Aftershock will also stream on Star Plus in Latin America and on Disney Plus in all other territories. However, release date for those regions has not been announced yet. So the first episode of the Disney Plus original series, Miss Marvel, just launched last week, and it is the best-reviewed Marvel series ever. While originally intended as a limited series, fans are already wondering about the possibility of a second season, uh, which is kind of a common recurrence for all these supposed limited series Disney Plus shows. Like, I feel like... You know, they're announced as limited series, and then people are like, well, wait a minute, we need another season. We want more. Moon Knight, whatever. Like, you, you just keep, keep well, constantly hearing they that. they haven't, yeah. Like, when they're first announced, yeah. they become that, and then you, you get through them, and you're like, well, I, I, want, I want more of this. Uh, so anyway, Miss Marvel creator and series writer Asana Aminet uh, recently gave an exclusive interview with Screen Rant where she said she's hopeful for a season two and uh, she said i hope there are i mean it is laid out as a limited series for her to go off and do other things it certainly establishes her as a hero she will be going into marvels next so that's kind of there i hope we get a season two is all i'm going to say i hope we are a part of that i'm calling it right now that's getting a second <laughs> season so Marvel's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness debuts on all major digital platforms on June 22nd. That's also the same day it arrives on Disney+. And then it will be coming to 4K Ultra HD, Blu-ray, and DVD on July 26th. Uh, so that's so quick after that came out in theaters. It's awesome. I'm actually really looking forward to that being on there. Anyway, uh, Marvel Studios' Thor Love and Thunder is going to hit theaters on July 8th of this year. And tickets for the film will go on sale on Monday, June 13th. Uh, in case you don't know, this film finds Thor on a journey unlike anything he's ever faced, a search for self-discovery, but his retirement is interrupted by a galactic killer known as Gore the God Butcher, played by Christian Bale, who seeks the extinction of the gods. To combat the threat, Thor enlists the help of King Valkyrie, Korg, and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster, played by Natalie Portman, who, to Thor's surprise, inexplicably wields his magical hammer as the mighty Thor. Uh, together, they embark upon a harrowing cosmic adventure to uncover the mystery of the God Butcher's vengeance and stop him before it's too late. Can't wait for this movie. So Borat star Maria Bakalova, she, she, has joined nice. the, <laughs> she has joined the cast of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Although details of her character are under wraps, it is reportedly a key role. So we know that James Gunn is again, he wrote it, directed it, um, and then also returning cast is Chris Pratt, Zoe Zeldana, uh, Dave Bautista, um, and this comes into theaters on May 5th, 2023. And do not shrink me. Uh, I will look through your treasures. <laughs> 
Marvel Studios is reportedly working on a live-action Thunderbolts movie based on the comic books that has yet to be officially announced. However, Deadline is reporting that Jake Schreier has been tapped as director. Eric Pearson uh, is penning the script with Marvel Studios president Kevin Fahey producing. Like all Marvel projects, plot details are being kept under wraps other than the film revolving around a group of supervillains who go on missions for the government. Marvel fans suspect the movie to combine elements of early, of the earlier comics by taking villainous characters like Zemo, John Walker, Taskmaster, or Yelena Belova and putting them on a government-sponsored team led by Contessa Valentina Allegra, apparently played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Uh, Deadline also points out that General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross is also a possibility since he is the person in the comics who assembles the first team, hence the name. But again, this is unconfirmed as no deal for any actor has been closed. The FX comedy series What We Do in the Shadows has been renewed for seasons five yes! and six. The renewal uh, comes just before the fourth season. Uh, that's going to premiere on FX on Tuesday, July 12th and stream the next day on Hulu. The series is also coming soon to Star Plus and Latin American Disney Plus under the Star Banner and all other international territories. What We Do in the Shadows follows four vampires who've lived together for hundreds of years. After an unexpected visit from their dark lord and leader, they're reminded of what they were initially tasked with upon their arrival in Staten Island over 100 years ago. Total and complete domination of the new world. But what exactly is the best way to go about achieving said domination? This is such a funny series. We both love it. It's actually based off of a movie that Taika Waititi did. Uh, was that in 2012? I mean, it was a little it's, while ago. It's been a while now, but the, um, the movie is you great. Yeah, you don't have to see the movie you, you before have, watching the series. Yeah, you, you don't have to. I mean, there. I think there's like a little bit of interlapping mm-hmm. between them, but you absolutely don't have to. But it's such a funny. That's a funny movie, but that series is just awesome. And mm-hmm. if you have not watched it, find a way to because it, it's definitely worth your time. Half hour, hilarious. Season three wasn't quite as good as season one and two, but it was still pretty pretty good. Yeah. So I'm I can't wait for season four. Uh, last year. There were several rumors indicating that Hayden Christensen was set to reprise his role as Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader in the upcoming live-action Ahsoka series on Disney+. Ahsoka just began filming last month at Manhattan Beach Studios, and now there are new reports to support that Darth Vader, those Darth Vader rumors, according to Making Star Wars, at least two sources claim that Hayden Christensen will return as Vader in an upcoming television series with in the upcoming television series with signs pointing toward that series being uh, Ahsoka. The report also adds that the voice of James Earl Jones will be used again for Lord Vader. Uh, it is currently unclear how Anakin slash Vader will fit into Ahsoka since the events in the series are set to take place five years after the return of the Jedi movie which would place the timeline after Vader's death. It's possible that he could be in there for flashback scenes or as the force ghost that they do. But uh, that's just a rumor for now, but uh, it makes sense. And I believe that it probably will happen. That does it for all of our news this week. Uh, Let's just go ahead and go right into review time. Uh, We've got episode four of obi-wan kenobi and then also the first episode of miss marvel uh so if if you haven't seen either of these and don't want any spoilers at all 
go ahead and skip through to the uh, end or we'll see you next time. But uh, Michelle, I guess let's start off then with episode four of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Give us uh, the rundown of this uh, episode. Okay, so part four is 39 minutes long. It picks up right after episode three. You might remember that Leia has been captured by Reva and now she's being held at Vader's castle. So Obi-Wan, along with Tala's help, executes a plan to infiltrate the castle and rescue Leia. Um, so we kind of talked about the first two episodes, thought they were a little uh, slow, or at least the first one was. Uh, episode three we liked a little bit more. Um, there are there were some like hokey editing things too in the yeah the first that kind of remains um, to be a, but, a theme for this series a little bit. But, but three was a lot better. What did you think of this? When when I first watched it, I, I kind of it wasn't as good as episode three. Um, it was still it was still fine, mm-hmm. but uh, I I can't kind of reflecting on it a little bit. I I can't get over the fact that this episode feels like the entire plot line is n- nothing I haven't seen before. You know, it, it, it's very reminiscent to me of, of the first Star Wars yeah, it's movie. Like it's almost it, it's just like, re- oh, being redone. Or, Leia's been yeah. captured by someone and Obi-Wan's got to sneak through the uh, the Empire's base to to get her out. Um, there, there, there were some cool sequences in there and fighting with the stormtroopers and the, the part where they're going through the, the tunnel and he was using the force to hold back the, the, the water from coming through the broken glass or whatever. That was, that was kind of cool. But um, Reva continues to be kind of a, uh, like just an okay villain in, in my mind. Like I, I, I kind of, I kind of wonder like what's her mo- real motivation. And I, I hope that that gets, uh, gets kind of clarified more in the end of this or towards the end of this series. Uh, but yeah, she, it was just, it was okay. Um, you know, there's nothing, nothing wrong with it, but the, the, the entire episode, I, it, it was just okay. It, it was better than this episode one and two. So far, three's been the best, and four kind of came back down to earth a little bit. I mean, I'm enjoying the series. I'm enjoying it, too. But and, and there's for... nothing that stands out to me that is like, if, oh, this is phenomenal. This is, you know. It, it just it's... feels it feels very generic almost or yeah. something in, in a way. Like, I mean, it's still cool to see Darth Vader, and you know, he, he comes in it, it towards the end, I guess it was, of this one, but... Mostly this episode was just, it it felt like a a rehash of everything we've seen in Star Wars before. There there was nothing unique about it that separates it. I love seeing like Ewan again. I love, I think the girl that plays Leia is phenomenal. The the casting is great. It has nothing to do with it. The the actress that plays uh, Leia is great. Ewan McGregor's iconic is that. All the characters. The casting is good. It's not the the, the character playing yeah. the, the actress playing Riva does a good job in making you dislike that character. I mm-hmm. think I, like I mean, there, there's a scene where she's about to start torturing a child. Like I'm I, okay. That that's an evil bad character. Mm-hmm. So like you know, it gives you someone to root against with that. But uh, I, again, like I still find it like I'm searching for her motivation in this. I guess still in a well, way. I'm sure that's just. I hope so coming up so what would you rate this um kind of in line with uh the fir- first and second uh episode um i i, I give this one a, a six and a half I, I i don't 
I say that kind of, I, I don't say six and a half that it, in any way that it's really bad. It's just, there's nothing particularly great about it or, or yeah. even like a, it just, it, it, it's a generic, like. It just it, falls a little flat or something. Yeah, it's it, just it kind felt of, that way. Um, yeah, I'm giving it 7.8. A 7.8. You know how I like my points. Well, I mean, a 7.8 is a pretty strong score overall. Um, yeah, it is. And I do, yeah, I like I said, I'm enjoying it. I, yeah, I, I'm entertained. I enjoy it. I just, I feel like it could give a little bit more. I'm wanting a little bit more. And I, yeah, I, I think that uh, my expectations for this series it's were way not higher on than the what same level as The Mandalorian by. And he means I understand it's like completely different storylines and characters and everything, but it's just, but it doesn't. Th- there's a high, high, high quality bar yeah. that Mandalorian, I feel, is set that um, to a lesser extent, Boba Fett didn't uh, live up to for part of those episodes. I, it, you know, the Mandalorian crossover stuff, like kind of like I felt like saved that series a bit. Uh, and I feel like this Obi-Wan, uh, it, it's kind of, more in line with some of the lesser episodes of Boba Fett, which I mean, I still enjoyed those. I, I liked it. I, I I would say if you're if you like Star Wars, you should watch them, but you're not going to be blown away by any of it, like you maybe were with or I have been with Mandalorian in the past. So, yeah, six and a half, uh, where I you know six is uh, average score, whatever. So it's slightly above average for me. Um, just a couple episode details. So um, we saw some black armored stormtroopers in this episode, which are called purge troopers. Um, they are an elite commando unit of Darth Vader and specialize in execution style combat. They first appeared in the Marvel Comics series Darth Vader and also appeared in the Star Wars Fallen Order video game. And then O'Shea Jackson Jr. plays Roken. Roken is part of a network of spies and tells Obi he has a small fleet of T-47 airspeeders which show up at the end of the episode. And then the T-47s first appeared as snowspeeders in The Empire Strikes Back during the Battle of Hoth. It's an O'Shea Jackson Ice Cube's son. I don't know. I, I believe that he is. Is it? Yeah. He, That's pretty cool. I, I didn't even catch that one. Actually, that you say it. that, I can, yeah, I can see there's that I, I guess I, I, I wasn't paying enough attention, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's Ice Cube's son. He played his father in the Straight Outta Compton movie. Really? Several years ago, yeah. It was actually a good movie. Um, well, one thing, like you, you mentioned those those other you know, troopers or whatever. Like there, there's some cool visuals in this. I, I, I do really like the look of the series. Like I do too, and like especially like the underwater scenes. You know, like from Vader's castle. I mean, that. I mean, that looked really, really good. Yeah, I mean, I, if, if you've got a, a big like nice TV, like it, it's a cool like experience visually, to, visually to, yeah. to check out. Mm-hmm. And they, they, I mean, Star Wars has always done a good job in the, the visuals and and sound. You know, yeah, mixing and all that and music. So I mean that that shouldn't come as really a surprise. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I it's one of those things that I I almost wonder with this series if you know because this is another one of those that was supposed to be a limited series and then there's like possibly like rumblings or talk about season two. Season two already. did did that maybe you know did did that change up what they did like for the story for this like well, to, to, 
like I, it almost feels like, well, maybe they're trying to extend things out or and from just, what I've heard, I don't know. if if it's true, the rumors that I heard was that the changes that they made for season two were, was the last episode that they made cuts or changes okay. to. I don't think that they touched any of. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong, but uh, anyway. That's it for uh, Obi-Wan this week. Uh, we got two episodes left of that. Yeah, it's six it's episodes total. going by fast. It, it, it is. A, that's another thing. It's like this is only six episodes long. And, you know, episode four was only 39 minutes. Like That's true. It was kind of short and it felt short. It, it did. Like, I I don't know. I, 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 I'm kind of getting used to a lot of these episodes for some of my favorite shows kind of trending to be a little bit longer so 39 minutes maybe that maybe that's why it would just felt a little bit off this week well it just, and then it, you it were felt just watching stranger things before that and those episodes are that like was a super mar- sized that episodes, was a marathon so to get through those th- those no were some long episodes yeah. but uh anyway let's talk now yeah. then about uh the really uh other big debut this week which is episode one of miss marvel and i know it's reviewed really well i think that uh, maybe before it dropped, uh, I, I, I think maybe people were kind of, there were like, there was some undue like hate being levied towards the show, uh, online or whatever. I don't know. Like uh, maybe people weren't that excited about it, uh, or, or for some didn't reason, know didn't, didn't know. Didn't, I, I admit I, that I didn't really mm-hmm. know uh, of that character before this, but I will say just right off the bat, even though I didn't know, I, I'm glad that I do now know mm-hmm. because this seems like it's actually going to be a really cool series. And as is uh, kind of the MO with a lot of Marvel series, I feel like it did kind of start off a little bit on the slower, uh, with a little bit of a slower pace, but it picked up uh, pretty good and it's cool. It, it is a cool show. I, I, right off the bat, I love the visuals in this one. Yeah. I totally agree with you. So episode one is titled Generation Y. It's 50 minutes long. And basically the first episode is all about we meet Kamala Khan. um, And we're learning a little bit about her, her friends, her family life, um, how much that she loves Marvel and especially Captain Marvel, right? She's got, she looks up to Captain Marvel and has like this deep fascination with her. Um, And she wants nothing more than attend Avengers Con with her friend Bruno but her conservative parents aren't too keen on the idea. And so Kamala comes up with a plan to go without her parents knowing. Um, and it's basically there that she di- discovers that she might have superpowers of yeah. her own. I am right with you on this. I think it's vibrant, bright, clever, fun. I love the cast. And Iman Vellani, uh, she just smashed her character and she she has this great energy about her she, i will say she and she is she she has that kind of almost like star factor yes like she, and, and i i doubt that she was probably she probably wasn't previously known before this uh before this series but she just she has it and she's she, a delight you, to watch she she really 
uh, you can really like feel her enthusiasm as an actress playing the character that she's playing, like coming through. Like it just really comes through, and she really is in real life. A I was fan just gonna that. say she's like a in real life. She's a huge Marvel fan, um, and I I think that passion does transfer through to her character. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of creative elements in this series that I have never seen before, and I don't even know how to describe it, but they're like these animated comic-y comical yeah, graphics like, that um kind of like a comic overlays into yeah. uh into the scenes of th- throughout it and it is kind of hard to describe but watch it and you'll, you'll it like kind know of like follows say. the story along and pushes it forward it, it, and it like offers like this whole nother dynamic it, to it, the it, it really story. keeps you interested yeah. and focused on the scene in scenes where you might not really like where other otherwise thing n- nothing super interesting might be going on like you know they're riding their bikes down the street and there's stuff going on in the, in the background, background yeah. and it just it keeps your focus on it and yeah that's pretty original like that's, that's not I something love, I, yeah. I can really recall at least in in marvel shows for sure but it, it's just it's kind of a unique visual aid to the uh to the process in this show i just thought it was funny um it's light-hearted it's charming I'm gonna give this an eight point three for the first episode. Uh, I I I'm a little bit uh, higher than that. I and I don't do your super exact <laughs> review scores, but I, I'm giving uh, episode one an eight and a half. Okay. Um, I, I I would almost say a nine, but I would I, I'm gonna take away that half point just because I think it, like I said, it was a, a little bit slow moving in the beginning, but. Uh, I have high hopes for the rest of this one, and I, I really couldn't recommend it enough. I, I totally understand why uh, it's reviewing well, uh, you know, uh, around the world that people talking about it. it it's just, it's cool. It, it, it's a, it's a good, uh, good way for Disney to, uh, you know, ha- have another series or, or characters that are, you know. It, they're inclusive and representing more people, and like that, it is so it's well so done. It's so different for that than to, any to of the other Marvel series we've seen so far, which I really like. It if really you, stands out as being unique. If if I just kind of heard about it without you know someone having recommended it to me, I probably would have. It probably wouldn't have been something that I just would have been drawn to to watch. I would have thought, oh, maybe that's not really for me, but. It is for me because it's really good. I actually kind of want to go back and rewatch yeah. uh, the first episode because I'm sure there's some, there's so much some that, stuff you, could that miss. you could miss. Yeah. But visually, visually, this show is really, really cool. Her powers, mm-hmm. she's she's got the when she's dressed as goes to the Comic Con and is dressed as uh, Captain Marvel, and she she's got that like armulet uh, thing around her arm that gives her magic powers or whatever. Like just the visual of, of of these uh, abilities that she has just really translate well to the screen. It's, it's something to see for sure. Uh, just a few episode details. So um, if you are a huge Marvel fan, you'll want to pay close attention. There are so many nods from the comics throughout the episode on uh, pay close attention to Kamala's bedroom, the store where Bruno works at. And of course at Avengers con on uh, there's a plaque at Kamala's High School, and it has all the names of people who worked on the original Miss Marvel comics, including uh, 
G. Willow Wilson, uh, who is the writer and co-creator, Stephen Wacker, who is the editor, and Adrian Alfona, who is the artist. Um, there is a QR code uh, in this episode, like we saw on Moon Knight. So at the 10 minute and 16 second mark, uh, when Kamala and Bruno are chatting in a grocery store, there is a QR code above the ATM. Uh, if you pause it, you scan it, it will take you to a free issue of Miss Marvel number one. Cool. Um, at Avengers Con, there is a memorial for Black Widow and Iron Man. Did you see that? Yes, I did. I saw the Iron Man, but I missed the Black Widow. Pay, pay better attention. I know. Quit falling asleep while you're watching shows. <laughs> I didn't do that. <laughs> If you stick around for the end credits scene, it features the return of an agent from the Department of Damage Control. This is Special Agent P, clearly. Uh, he was most recently seen in Spider-Man No Way Home, and he investigated Peter Parker after his identity was revealed. So in the comics, Damage Control is a company dedicated to cleaning up after superhero battles. So we see them at the end, and it kind of uh, makes you wonder... Uh, who these people are and they're kind of interested in Kamala and what's going to happen. I, I kind of wish that I knew more about the original comics and this character because I actually, like, this might sound stupid, but like, I feel like the way that at least the first through the first episode, this seems like it's definitely like a love letter to that character and, 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 and fans of that. Like I, I can tell that they, yeah. Even though I don't know like all the the backstory of that, like you can tell that like a lot of effort went into all the details. Just and I I did read a little bit of the comics before this premiered, and I you know there are some. Well, see, you know how to read though, and like I can't. <laughs> I know you're struggling really, with that. I, it, it's tough. You'll I, get there. I, I, I'm up to the fourth grade level at this point, and we're making progress. <laughs> That's going to do it for our episode this week. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we will see you again in two weeks. We will not have a new episode next week. Uh, please take a moment to rate, review, and most importantly, subscribe to our podcast. We would totally appreciate that. Be sure to visit our website, which is DisneyPlusInformer.com, for all the latest news, rumors, reviews, release schedules, and more. You can reach out to us at podcast at DisneyPlusInformer.com. I'd love to know uh, what any of you think about uh, well, the first episode of Miss Marvel. What would you rate it if uh, if you had to give it a score? Also, you can follow us on Twitter at MoreDisneyPlus. Please stop by and visit our Facebook page. We'd love to see you there. We're going to get out of here, so we will see you next time. See you later. Bye. Bye-bye.